0: Hello, everyone. Hello, 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 and ding dong merrily on high. Welcome to another and indeed our final episode of series one of Boozer <laughs> and the Brain. How have we got to this stage? Proud of us. Happy Saturnalia, everyone. <laughs> I'm proud of me for having not killed you yet. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm also slightly disappointed that with your hello, 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 you missed something rather obvious. Hell,
1: ho, hell, ho, hell, ho.
0: Don't call me a ho. <laughs> but I was thinking you'd say ho, 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 because it's indeed our Christmas episode. Woohoo. And um, to mark the occasion, we don't have two or nope. three. Nope. Or even four. No.
1: But six. Count em. Six, six. Six festive brews for you yes, to enjoy do. and uh spoiler warning this may get quite incoherent by the end
0: even more so than usual
1: mm. uh, anyway <laughs> so what have we got in our lineup today i was about to say let's go through
0: them so to start off with we have lizards open parentheses
1: mm. in a beer mug close parentheses Nicely winter done.
0: wheat india pale ale from
1: Top earl yeah, slightly different take on a, on, a, on a winter beer rather than a Christmas beer. So this is a kind of tropical Christmas, if you like, um, from a wonderful Danish brewery. And that's in a 440ml can, kicking in
0: at 6%. Nice and light. In nice comments and nice start light start.
1: With. We'll be following that up with um, Noel from the White Hag. Eggnog Christmas Ale. There you go. do not get much more Christmassy than that. Um, And that is a little 330 kicking in at 6% exactly.
0: Moving on after that, we have Lefe Beer Diva, winter beer, beautiful looking dark beer in a 330ml bottle this time, kicking in at 6.6%.
1: Indeed, sticking with the bottles, we then have Gordon Xmas. And it is Xmas, not Christmas. So this is a beer that's come to us from Futurama. Um, And that's in a 330ml bottle as well. 8.8%. So we're we're getting up there now. We're starting to climb.
0: Loving the Futurama reference there as well. Good work.
1: Um, Our fifth beer of the
0: session is one that you'd probably do incredibly well to get hold of nowadays. Um, We're back with our friends, Tiny Rebel. This is one of the festive Imperial Stay Pufts that they actually brewed for Christmas of 2020. We've still got one on our shelves. Imperial Eggnog Marshmallow White Porter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's a darling little number, 330 mil, kicking in at 9%. And
1: finally, we have an absolute Christmas beer classic delirium christmas from De Hoogge in belgium this is coming in in a 330 ml bottle once again 10 percent um and this has the classic little pink elephant skating in a lovely santa hat it's adorable and that's what we're going to be finishing off with if we're still able to speak by then
0: <laughs>
1: indeed
0: we are um and before we get too mushy and incoherent, a huge thank you to all of the breweries and every brewery for what you do all year round, but particularly yeah. with the wonderful, special Christmas beers that come Absolutely. out this time every year. And also, um, as you probably will have already guessed, and as you will have seen from where you might be able to still get these beers from, all of these beers have come from either our really good friend Cam at KG's in or or the fine wonderful people of cambridge wine royston of royston half accepted do you know what it's christmas yeah present company <laughs> accepted i'll be nice to you for once yay um <laughs> except for of course the the tiny reb um imperial staple we got that directly from the brewery oh, yeah. when they released them last year anyway enough of the formalities let's get into our first beer shall we
1: let's get cracking so uh, we are starting with To it's a wonderful Danish brewery. Um, so they've they've been around a, a little while now. Um, they were actually founded as a as a home brewing venture back in two thousand five by a couple of chaps called uh, Tore Ginter and Tobias Emil Jensen, and they then established themselves properly in twenty ten. Um, as a as a professional brewery, and what they say themselves is their kind of mission statement is that um, when they were founded, they they were sick of hundred year old breweries in in Denmark claiming territory only due to old age. Instead, we wanted to give beer some youth. Um, so they do a range of uh, bang up to date contemporary beers in a, in a really wide range of styles. Um, and really, their their ethos is that they brew beers they want to drink themselves. So they're you know they're absolutely they never compromise, and they like to push boundaries. So they do some really interesting stuff. And uh, in 2019, they expanded a big way. They took over a former food factory in the western part of Zealand, Denmark. Um, and uh, setting up a f- sort of full-blown, specially designed brewery and craft beer hub that they called Old City. So,
0: I mean, I'm a bit of a country bumpkin, really, but I think that's a city I could quite <laughs> happily
1: visit. <laughs> I think so, right? Yeah, I, I could be a city boy for that one.
0: Um, before we get into it, and of course, I will talk about the the usual of our labels and, and can art and stuff that we'll see. All the of pictures course. will be available. On, um, on our Instagram page. And as um, as I've said, some of them that we will hope you might be able to drink with us if you can get hold of them, uh, you'll have seen over the week anyway. But the one thing I love about the artwork on this is, and maybe it's a little bit of English cynicism that's going to come out of me now. That's basically <laughs> the whitest of a white Christmas I think I can remember seeing as a child. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> basically,
0: is, it's <laughs> it's... It's someone's back garden basically yeah. with, with some nice slurry. like a sort of pine tree you know in the left hand side that looks very nice yeah. and crispy lots of greenery white garden furniture in there and and snow coming down but none
1: of it's sticking no none basically, of it's on the yeah. ground <laughs> it's, it's all green with some snow in the falling in the foreground is brilliant um, um, but what i like is that this is clearly wintry without being all schmaltzy and christmasy um true so it, it's an interesting idea what they say actually on on the can is like the blizzard of 78 in new england this winter wheat ipa will lie as a turbid white thunderstorm in your beer mug no fuss but fat fruity and full bodied so we're really going for you know the the christmas in the tropics vibe here i think i've been described as that before (laughs) (laughs) very good
0: anyway let's let's get into it
1: because we're already
0: starting to talk crap and we haven't drunk anything yet
1: that's a worry Not as we mean to go on though eh
0: and just as a quick sniff before i pour it you do get that sort of stereotypical ipa nose and uh, you know we'll go into more detail when we've actually poured it but you mm-hmm. do you do get that wheaty element as well you do that yeah that they say winter wheat india pale ale and it it's going yeah. to deliver on the wheat and the ipa right there
1: you know it's going to have some some body and some haze
0: And true to its word, as we pour it, it's a beautiful sort of yellowy colour. A Mm. lot of haze.
1: Yeah, plenty of haze. A
0: lot of haze.
1: Nice and sort of kind of orangey, I think. Orangey colour.
0: Very sunny. On the yellow Um, side of orange, I would say. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, a nice bit of dankness. That's that's a nice thick, opaque haze. Um, It looks good, actually. This looks really, really juicy.
0: It really does. And certainly for me, at a 6% beer, the head is just sitting very nicely and uh, proudly on the top. It is, yeah. Uh, It is slowly dissipating, very, very slowly. Um, But it is truly a sight
1: to behold. Clinging away nicely, but it's, it's looking really, really good. And on that nose, it's opening up and getting... A little bit of, just a little bit of um, a resinous note, but also plenty of fruit there. Lots of citrus, a bit of tropical. It's really, really fruity on the nose. And I think I'm ready to dive in when you are. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Well,
0: the thing is, I remember drinking this last Christmas Mm -hmm. with you. Yes. And, you know, we have had it before together. I rated it a three, you rated it a four. And I've just had a big gulp of that, and I'm wondering why I was so cruel.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I think um, you definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I did. And I think that this year you've come on leaps and bounds in your appreciation of certain styles of IPA. Would that be fair to say? Um, It would be in a slightly less
0: patronizing way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think you're right. I was about to say, I think my tastes
0: have developed. I think your tastes
1: have developed. Certainly automatically.
0: I'm not going to talk about the the flavors that are coming through too much. I'll leave that to you, but Mm. wheat beer, not anything I particularly associate with winter. IPA. Sure. Again, absolutely nothing I associate with winter and somehow the way they've combined this, again, it kicks the stereotype of what a winter or Christmas beer is, particularly in
1: the exactly. UK. Yeah, absolutely, but it works. It does. That's why I find this so interesting, you know, because it's showing you that to be a winter beer, it doesn't need to be, you know, kind of dark and um, and and malty and taste of figs and dried fruit. Um you know, there are other things you can, you can do with that. I think this is a wonderful kind of, you know, some people like to escape to the sun at, at this time of year. And I think this is a wonderful Christmas in the tropics kind of vibe. Do you
0: know what it is? It, I mean, I would quite happily still drink this in the middle of winter, sorry, middle of winter. So would I. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right for those As we are doing friends of ours in slightly warmer climates around the world this would be a perfect
1: yeah. beer to start when you're you're lighting your barbecue exactly i mean you know let's not uh, <clears throat> let's not get to sort of northern hemisphere superiority about this um, down in in places like south africa and australia where they like to drink beer too they're having the middle of their summer at christmas time Fair so- point. You know, let's let's cater to the southern hemisphere as well, shall we? And I think this is, you know, I I think in a in a roundabout way of saying it, that's sort of the vibe I'm getting from this. I I agree, but it's also worth
0: reminding ourselves that this was brewed by a Danish brewery by that, a Danish brewery that is <laughs> sort of even more into the middle of winter than than we are, if you like, in terms of you know light and coldness and weather and all all
1: that sort of stuff well, as well yes, So, indeed um so I, yeah I, I think this is really cool it's it's bucking a bit of a trend i think it's a slightly different um thing for us to start with because you know we are going to go into a whole bunch of slightly more kind of traditional christmas beers or styles of christmas beer um so i think this is this is really nice and it's got a wonderful balance to it as well it's got a beautiful body it it's really nice and
0: Fantastic mouthfeel. Mm, yeah, well.
1: it's it's soft, but it's also a bit chewy and creamy. It's got some substance to it, um, and I think that the the balance of flavors is really really nice because there's there's just a, a little bit um, less in the in the on the palate, I think, than in the nose. Actually, a little bit of slightly sort of sharp, tangy citrus, and uh, just a, a touch a touch of of piney bitterness, but mostly it just sort of envelops you with kind of lush uh, tropical and, and stone fruit flavors. So you're getting a little bit of kind of peachiness and nectarine and, um, and nice bits of kind of mango and guava and what have you. You are, i tell you, I tell you what it reminds
0: maybe. me of a little bit, and this mm. may sound a little bit off piece and it does go a little bit against the, the tropical freshness that you were just saying, although I do get little, little bits of that. Yeah. Have you ever had the Christmas cocktail snowball? Oh Yeah. Mm. yeah advocar lime cordial lemonade bit of sherry right. in there. this is giving me hints of that a little bit yeah, i mean the color is that of sort of yellowy light, creamy color not quite yeah. as opaque as with the advocar in it um mm. but you've got that sort of citrusy sharpness as you've mentioned that little bit of sort of limey lemony mm. citrusness and again that little bit of pininess in as well but that what? kind of for me is emulating the sherry a little bit in a in a um in a snowball but then also to round all of that off and maybe this is what i'm getting slightly different to you is just that sweetness that balances everything off really Mm. nicely which is reminding me of the advocate yeah
1: absolutely yeah it does give you a a nice fruity juicy sweetness it's it's crushable um Mm. i think very much like a uh, like a nipa i mean obviously this is a wheat IPA, um, but I think in terms of style, it's leaning towards the Nepo end of the spectrum for sure. Um, and actually, I'm also in the finish getting just a touch of kind of I don't know spiciness as well that mm. uh, could be could be maybe a little bit of the wheat, a little bit of um, esters, some maybe somewhere in between, um, something a little bit.
0: I think that's fair. Yeasty. I think that's fair. And um, as I say, I raised- think this is
1: beautifully balanced.
0: Agreed. As I say, I rated it three before. I've mm-hmm. since, while well, you've been chatting, I've changed that on Untapped to three point five. Excellent. So this is very much deserving Excellent. of higher than I gave it. Yeah. Um, and of course, you gave it a four.
1: Um, I do remember being very, very impressed with it. I think maybe I was a touch over generous. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I don't want to do it a disservice. It's, a, it's a very good beer, and I do you know, I think the reason I gave it that was because I thought it was um, powerful, but also soft and approachable. And the balance of flavors was great. And I still think that. I think it's a wonderfully um, nuanced and balanced beer. But I think perhaps it's not kind of, um, you know, blow me away special. It is memorable, but it's not, you know, in in the, the, maybe the very, very top echelon of beers that I've ever had. And that's not, an unkind thing to say given that i've had many hundreds of beers you know i i, I think that's fair so possibly a 3.75 might be a revision from me mm. i do still think it's excellent um it, but indeed. i think either I was, way I an absolutely, away.
0: either way an absolutely solid brew and it is one that very much seeing so. on the shelves i would happily grab again
1: so would i i would happily go to this again and again and again and again actually i i'd, I'd I really like this, and I would happily have it on multiple occasions. I think it's great.
0: But given the fact we've got another five to get through, I think we should probably crack on. I think it couldn't hurt. And a reminder, beer number two, a lovely little number from an Irish favourite of ours, the White Hag Irish Brewing Co. No L, but there is an L at the end of it. Eggnog yeah. Christmas
1: Ale, 6%, 3.30ml can. Um, lovely oh, just- no, I get it, because there's no L in the White Hag oh hey, or egg see, or eggnog or, or an Christmas. eggnog yeah that makes perfect sense
0: <laughs> and that's <laughs> one beer in ladies and gents maybe we're us.
1: mispronouncing it maybe it's no ale
0: well what's the point of the can then what's the bloody point I don't know. anyway very strange wonderful simplistic yet artistic uh, design through, on the can with uh with white hag as <laughs> usual lovely white and yellow stripe to emulate the mm. eggnog colors
1: yeah that's working for me this is you know classic white hag it's quite minimalist um but we kind of like a little bit of minimalism sometimes in our can design
0: we absolutely do and we've talked about white hag before so we won't go into them with too much detail but we love that they have a bit of info and a bit of a story on the back so i will go through it
1: yeah go for it
0: Uh, noel was derived from old french nael, n-a-e-l which describes a song of birth sung with mirth during christmas Do they reckon that they knew that it rhymed when they said that? A song of birth sung with mirth.
1: Oh, Oh, they definitely did that.
0: I like that. Eggnog is a rich, chilled, sweetened dairy-based beverage made with milk, cream, sugar, whipped egg whites and egg yolks. Throughout Canada and the United States, eggnog is traditionally consumed over the Christmas season from late November until the end of the holiday season. We imagine our Noel eggnog Christmas sale would inspire much singing and revelry from our house to yours. And if it does inspire that much, we will try to withhold being too excited like, <laughs> we've got to get it open surely oh i think so i'll
1: be honest with you though i'm not going to try too hard
0: effervescing out of the can for me hello
1: and also just a burst of um oh it is lively
0: sweetness but spicy sweetness christmas mm. sweetness and and mm. i don't think i can describe it any better
1: than that oh yes 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 that's nice it's almost a little bit candid a little bit candied, a little bit spiced a lot
0: exciting.
1: A lot exciting and a lot excitable.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that yours is as bad as mine. Um, for the purpose of should probably of recording explain what we're laughing about. And um, mine started to bubble out of the can when I opened it. So I knew it'd be exciting. As did mine. And um, we're both using very different shaped glasses for this as well. But with both of us, despite our more than capable ability of pouring beers I've over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds This is, yeah,
1: this is not a technique issue (laughs)
0: Let's just say they both look like you'd want to put a 99 flake in it
1: (laughs) That's, I mean I think I've poured about a centimetre of beer in the entire glass filled up with foam so that is, that is a lively little sucker
0: As did mine. And I'm not gonna lie, the head does look (laughs) invitingly like the first lay of a really good drop of snow on the slopes.
1: Beautiful. Actually, you know what? It looks it looks almost like a nice meringue actually. That's even better. I was trying to
0: go for a Christmassy thing of snow, but you're mm. right; it is meringue, and not, yeah. it's emulating the whipped egg whites. I'm Not going to really, hold really, it above well. my head upside down, though. That could end badly. Uh, could definitely would. <laughs> yeah. um, mine's slowly starting to turn into beer, and it does. Yeah, have mine's getting there. That wonderful eggnoggy. I mean, with the head on top mm. of it, it reminds me of an egg. It's wonderful, sort of yes. pale yolky coloured with the egg white it on does. top. Does, but there is a wonderful. Um, translucency bordering on transparency it's a very clean very clear beer it is I've got a Um, slight chill haze but that's all the bubbles are pushing up through my glass like the snow of a snow globe yes I said it Mm -hmm. very nice well done it's making me wish it could be Christmas every day
1: (laughs) oh no this oh you just said that didn't you this could end badly uh oh. So here it is, eggnog Christmas ale. <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's let's and, just uh, give it a sip. I've, I've talked about the color. I've talked about the shape. Of it. Let's just give it a sip. Let's see what it's like. We'll have to wade through our froth.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll have to chew through it. Yeah, but let's give it a go. Cheers. It is. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting.
0: It still has okay. that wonderful spicy sweet note that we talked about on the nose. Mm. Somehow both the flavor and the mouthfeel are
1: beautifully emulating the element of egg in the cocktail. They actually really are, yeah. It's um again that that candied note I was picking up on the nose really comes through in the palate. There's something there's something almost weirdly of um a haribo fried egg about this i know what you mean you know what i mean there's there's something about it um but it's amazing it's it's not as thick as i was expecting i was expecting it to be kind of a little bit richer chewier and creamier on the palate i'm not saying that you know the mouthfeel is bad I'm just saying it's a little thinner than I was expecting. I think but that's like fair. Flavor.
0: That is completely fair. I mean, eggnog is an f- incredibly thick, gloopy drink to drink,
1: isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And this, um, this actually has a little bit of something that cuts through that. There's, I t- I, there's something I can't quite put my finger on there. Actually, I'm struggling as well. But the one thing,
0: once again, like with the um, the blizzard that we just had, what mm. I like about this is it. it this one is very Overtly described as a Christmas ale,
1: yes, absolutely. It
0: still kicks that trend of the traditional mm. dark figgy malty. Absolutely, that we, that we do all know and like as a Christmas ale. You know, nothing more, yeah, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, so nice to have something else just kicking the trend ever so slightly.
1: Exactly. It's not a winter warmer. You know, this is this is very much um, this is very much a pale ale. You know, it's it's a milkshake pale essentially is what this is it it is and it would make
0: a wonderful aperitif before you sort of tuck into your starter for your christmas dinner it's nice it's light it's flavorful it's sweet it's a bit nutty in places or maybe that's the nutmeg it's a bit spicy possibly yeah um this is this is a perfect opener actually much Mm. like the the with the blizzard a wonderful way to start the day because let's face it we know how the day is going to pan out at christmas there is of course much revelry and much booze
1: and and very much... little brain <laughs> and there was much rejoicing
0: yes so actually this beer would be a wonderful one to sort of you know start the christmas day off it mm-hmm. is 6% so Stop for some people merriment. maybe not quite sessionable for us it's sort of on the cusp of sessionability really, I, w- I i would guess
1: i would kind of call this relatively sessionable if i'm honest especially for a christmas beer
0: i i know but we're both borderline alcoholics
1: so... <laughs> sorry borderline
0: sorry functioning <laughs> um but the, yeah as i say a wonderful this would be a wonderful way to sort of crack open one of these as yeah. you're checking on the turkey having gotten up at 3 30 a.m to put it in the oven you exactly, start to prep yeah. all your veggies and this all those sorts of things. Have a glass of this after you've had your Buck's Fizz with your smoked salmon at breakfast.
1: Perfect.
0: And this is definitely um, the way to go.
1: And actually this the first one of the episode that off.
0: neither of us had, had before.
1: It is. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to be untapping this. It, it's interesting. And um, what I also like is, as you mentioned it as a sort of Christmas aperitif sort of beer. I think part of what makes it work really well for that is not just... There is sweetness and there is a little bit of spice, but there's also almost a a clean, crisp borderline sharpness or tartness about this that just kind of takes the edge off. It's not, it's not kind of rich and creamy. And I'm actually starting to like that about it because it's not a heavy beer. You know, you would expect in a way an eggnog Christmas ale to be really kind of thick and sickly and heavy and creamy and, while that is nice um it, it's not the sort of bit it's a sort of bit it'd be the sort of bit you want to start end your day with sorry not start it off with but this is the sort of beer you can start your day off with
0: absolutely now before we sort of move on because as I say we've got quite a lot to get through today um untapped That's ratings right. seeing as we've not had it before mm. what are your thoughts
1: well um my thoughts are this has to get a good rating because it's a good beer I'll I haven't really got any further than that. Um, I, I think I'm going to give this a solid 3.25 to 5. Undecided at the moment.
0: Perfectly reasonable. I think I'm going to give it a 3.5. And actually, I've mm. just taken another sip. And you know you said there was something you couldn't quite put your finger on? Yes. I think I've just had a slip of it, and I think I've just caught it. What is it? There's an undertone in this beer... Of the sort of really nice wheat-beery esters of banana and
1: spices and all that sort of thing going on. Yeah, do you know what? That's what it is. That that's what it. And maybe I couldn't put my finger on it because I wasn't expecting it. Completely right. reasonable. There is something estery about
0: this, and certainly with the cloves and the spiciness of esters, mm. it's working perfectly into it. I just got a little bit of a hit mm. of banana. Maybe I took a slightly larger yes. mouthful, and as soon as I got that banana, I was like, "That's what Matt. That's what Matthew can sound. I. I he uh, can yeah. Taste, and I.
1: That's what it is." As soon as you said that, I realised that that's exactly it. It's where we're getting the spices from, but also it's, and I think it's why it made me think of, because um, I had the eggnog in my head, what made me think of Haribo fried eggs. It's not that. The sweet that I'm thinking of here is foam bananas. That's what, that's what it is. I would go so far as to say the it's a combination I of having picked up, up right. a foam banana
0: and a Haribo
1: fried egg and eating mm. them together. Exactly, yeah. That was exactly the thing that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Thank you. That kind of candied other jelly sweets and pick and mixes are available. Oh good. Oh goodness, yes. Yes. Well remembered. <laughs> um yeah, this is a really interesting beer. Um and I like it. It's not what I was expecting. Um, but in a good way. I, I think it's it's interesting and it's exciting. And yes. this will start your Christmas Day off with a bang. Faux show.
0: It absolutely would. A highly recommended one. Get it if you can.
1: Do. Please do.
0: Yeah. So, from the Emerald Isle to the one of the brewing powerhouses of the world, we're moving over to Belgium.
1: Indeed.
0: For Leather, Beer e- Diva, yes. Winter Beer.
1: Now, well, hot topic, I believe. Okay, so... This is a tr- tricky one. Um, I I think, I think I'm right in saying that according to the company, it's pronounced according to Dutch rules of pronunciation, meaning the final E will be a neutral E that kind of makes it sound like left. Um, that's a, a pronunciation that um, the Germans would use. But in the French-speaking part of Belgium, it would be pronounced Lef. Um, so I think you can take your pick. Personally, I go for um, Leffer. Belgium obviously has three official languages, Dutch, German and French, um, and recognises dialects like Flemish. So in two out of three of those, it's pronounced Lefver. Um, So the pronunciation will vary depending which part of Belgium you're in.
0: And you're going with a um, majority but-
1: rule? I'm going with majority rule. However, in this instance, today, I'm not, because if I go with the French version, it allows me to make the joke I'm apologising in advance for, because left Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day you drank it away. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, let's get this bottle open.
0: (laughs) Before we do, do you know what what I like about this as well is beer diva. And again, my French pronunciation is poor there, but that is in French. And it is. After yep. you've got winter beer. Yeah. So beer
1: dive, are, winter winter beer.
0: Even they are covering both bases. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well. They're covering their asses.
0: <laughs> and it's a wonderfully regal design. It's, it's a lovely mostly Very nice. a bottle rather than can. The, the, the yep. labels are beautifully shaped and not covering everything. Nope. But wonderful just reds. With white writing and then gold yeah. with red writing motif. Nice red and um, gold theme. And a lovely sort of bit over the sort of the shoulder of the bottle with uh, holly the and pine and cones. cones. And, yeah, it's, and it's very there. pretty. It's, again, a very wintry theme yeah. necessarily rather than Christmas
1: themed. Exactly. Um, exactly. It's, it's simple and elegant and it doesn't kind of go full-blown schmaltzy with the kind of Christmas imagery, if you like. It's just a gentle red and gold um, theme.
0: But then again, they say about the flavours from my very, very lack of ability to uh, translate. But I do notice the um, addition of spices and caramel in what they said on the back.
1: Yes, which I think is rather interesting.
0: Shall we get it Um, open?
1: I think we probably should, yes. Let's
0: get it open and poured. I know you've got a thought there, but let's get it opened and poured and then you can sort.
1: Good idea. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I've got love in my tummy, or at least I will soon. So can we just say about the poor? God, that looks beautiful. That looks pretty.
0: The first of the Christmas or winter dark beers mm. of the episode.
1: This is more what we think of when we think about a Christmas or Christmas beer or a winter warmer, isn't it?
0: Mm, very much yeah. so.
1: It's lovely. It's not. It's not like kind of black, you know, like you'd see with a stout or a porter. It's just a lovely kind of nutty dark brown, dark chestnut, I'd say. Yeah, dark chestnut, exactly, exactly. Um, it, it's a very, it's very pleasant to look at. It's actually got some real clarity to it. Um,
0: it's very crisp, and I would also say to the head, yeah. which again is very prominent with mine at the moment, mm. a slightly off white. Very slightly, slightly nutty, it's not overtly brown or anything mildly there's, there's beige mildly beige again, just that sort of winter warmery inviting mm. when you crack open a sweet chestnut, the actual color of the nut itself, I would say that's the sort of color of the head here it's
1: yes, you're right, you've got the outside in the the beer itself, and then on the head is the inside, yeah, it looks really rather nice i I have to say it looks lovely and. The nose is very interesting. So I'm getting a, a sort of that uh, sort of corny malt mm. that you often see with um, with uh, Belgian beers and, and wheat beers of this style, um, or wit beers. I'm getting definitely a bit of spice, a bit of nice estuary spice. Um, you can tell that the yeast is really active in the flavor here. And I'm also getting... Just a, a a very little hint um, of almost miso-ish umami on the nose as well, which is actually quite pleasant. I
0: know what you mean. There is that wonderful balance of sweet and savoury mm. within this,
1: isn't there? It's yeah, it's a lovely, lovely well, that's nose. Just on actually,
0: the nose. Me... Yeah,
1: that's just on the nose. We, it's very pleasant.
0: Please, can we? Can we? Please, please, can we? Yes, 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 yes. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Mm. yeah that's nice that's, that's a subtle and a nuanced beer here um, the palette is it's a little bit floral um, I'm picking up everything you'd expect of uh, a Belgian Brune so there's a little bit of kind of orange zest and coriander and banana from the esters um, but the base is lovely kind of malty uh, feeling with, with some sweet molasses um, it doesn't actually taste that dark, weirdly, um, but it's it's very very nice. And there's a bit of nuttiness and a, a touch of that of that kind of miso umami just at the back of the palate to kind of balance things out and make sure that it's not too sweet or too spicy. There's that little savoury note that kind of rounds everything out.
0: Do you know what? You're absolutely right. And the one thing I would pick up on and, and fully agree with you there is it looks. As we've already said, very much like that sort of stereotypical Christmas dark beer, mm. but it's not heavy, it's not dense, it's not as no, chewable not as some small. of the ones that um, mm. that we get. Yeah, but it, absolutely, yeah, it's that umami that you were saying in the nose is really coming through beautifully for me in the uh, in the taste as well. There's something so wonderfully yeah. balanced about this with
1: exactly that
0: multi um, dark toffee molasses caramel-y flavor there's a really nice hit of sort of winter spices Mm -hmm. it's outstanding i'm I'm really impressed really good
1: yeah And, and you know my worry could have been when i when i had a smell that as i was picking up that kind of miso umami note my worry could have been that that might end up being overpowering on the palate but it's not it's nice and subtle it's there you can tell it's there but it's not overshadowing anything else which is nice you're still getting that sweetness you're still getting that spice Mm. um it's it really actually drinks like a nice light winter warmer um you know with the with those lovely those lovely spicy notes um but without it being too heavy
0: i completely agree
1: it's Mm.
0: far more sessionable than its appearance would lead you to assume
1: yeah and actually it's only coming in at 6.6 percent, so it's not crazy strong Really? I mean it's not No, not you know, at all. The, the, this is by Belgian standards not that strong. <laughs> by Belgian standards this is water. Yeah, by Belgian standards this is this is a session beer, no question. It's practically non-alcoholic. <laughs> That's why I love Belgium. Um <laughs> and uh, you know, I I think Lef or Leffe are they're an interesting brewery because they kind of they have a bit of a reputation for being sort of the commercial face of Belgian beer, you know, um, that's fair. They are one of the ones that are f-
0: as, as readily available or more readily available the yeah, most in
1: throughout the world. And the, certain everyone knows chain them.
0: bars, certainly in the mm-hmm. UK, it's one of those ones that you can exactly. see in a fridge behind a bar in a, yeah. um, I don't want to use the word, but, uh, you know, one of those, um, bars that you can abbreviate to be an item of cutlery. Um,
1: Yeah. Um but for what what I like, that's the wrong one. (laughs) Forking hell. But I think um what I like about them is that you know they do make they do actually make some really some really interesting and some good beers. Um this one being one of them, of course. But I think in many ways they're sort of like a nice little entry point to belgian beer you know if you if if you're just sort of getting to know beer and you've never had any belgian beers before they can be a bit daunting you know there's some serious stuff here you know with your trappists and some of your stronger um brown and, and blonde belgian beers and wheat beers uh, of a style that, that can be quite hefty to um a new beer drinker's palate or, or in many ways to an english palate you know they're, they're often eight percent and, and above and often well above so that can be a little bit maybe unapproachable sometimes but i think left leffer give a sort of um give you a sort of doorway into that world of belgian beer because it's very much belgian style but a bit more approachable and i think they're kind of like a starting point and and that's actually very valuable but it's also a brewery that goes back for a long a long long way um very very long one way and back 1240. to twelve forty yeah you know it it has it has its origin in an an abbey a uh, uh, Remonstratensian, I think um, called Notre Dame de L'eff um, I'm using the French pronunciation there for sure um, and you know these canonical monks were making were making abbey beer almost a thousand years ago and that's the origins really of left Leffer <laughs> um it, it, it has its origin in Abbey beer That's
0: completely and in brown. fact that,
1: that that original church sorry w- was actually destroyed in in 1929 but the monks kept going the abbey was resurrected um they were they rebuilt the church starting from the ashes in the old barn and kept making beer so for, throughout its whole life this has has really been just a classic abbey beer
0: Fantastic, and I think it's amazing that they've done that whilst being such a yeah. stupid shape. I know wait sorry, <laughs> canonical, not conical.
1: yeah, can canonical, yeah, but also you know the fact that they've found such tremendous commercial success throughout the world, um, you know we should be fair and not use that as a stick with which to beat them. you know we we have our views on um, craft versus commercial when it comes to beer, obviously.
0: True, but as the years but, are going on, that line is becoming
1: incredibly blurred. It's becoming increasingly blurred, yeah. Because and, craft you know, is
0: becoming very popular and, and, dare I say, becoming more commercial. Exactly.
1: And, you know, large-scale production production doesn't always have to mean a reduction in quality. Yes, okay, sometimes, in maybe many cases quite often, it in many cases, it does. But it doesn't have to. And I think are no. one of the few that are still capable... Of producing good, but I'm not saying all of their beers are amazing or anything, but they are capable of producing good beer. This is a good example of that. This is a very nice beer. And I think that they, they, as I said, you know, provide that sort of introduction, if you like, to Belgian beer that is very valuable because it's an amazing beer producing country. And if they can do something that can draw people in and be approachable and get them into that world, then that's a valuable thing.
0: It certainly is. And this is the one and only beer of this episode where it's new to me, but not to thee.
1: Yes, I have, in fact, had this before. I've untapped it before. I think I was a little unfair to it, actually. Um, I gave it a nice write-up, but I only gave it a 3.25 rating. I think that was a little harsh, so I'm going to bump that up to 3.5, actually. You know what?
0: I was thinking 3.5 for me as well, which is, you know consistent i've given everything so far this episode a Mm. 3.5 and that's (laughs) not to try and hedge my bets but genuinely i've enjoyed all of them equally but differently
1: yes i think that's fair to say
0: um and yeah i wouldn't necessarily rate one higher than the other they we've Mm. just in the three we've had a nice breadth of of diversity and change and flavors and color and everything else but definitely, I think the 3.5 is, is worthy. This beer is worthy of a 3.5. And, For sure. Um,
1: Similar in quality, if not style, shall we say.
0: Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. But um, as we say that, should we go from our first half of beers that were all in the six to six point something range?
1: Indeed. We're going to take a little jump. And move
0: into a different gear. Peep, peep, peep.
1: Half time.
0: And we come into the second half. We've had our half-time Chris Stingle mm-hmm. oranges having burnt yep. our mouths on the candle.
1: We've had a good team talk.
0: And we're ready to move on to beer number four. Yep. Gordon Ready to X-mas, increase our lead. 330ml bottle, 33 centilitre bottle, 8.8%. And this is the
1: first mm-hmm. overtly
0: Christmas label.
1: It is. We've had. Now also, we had the White
0: Hag, which was labelled as a Christmas ale. This is showing a lovely red label with white yes. and gold writing with a little bit of snow over the top of Gordon. The not the gin. This is nope. a beer. Gordon, are not, available. Good. Gordon not Gordon's. But it's a lovely... Crucial distinction. You know... Picturesque thing with a mountain, mountain in the background, yeah. a lovely it's, little chalet or bungalow with smoke coming out yeah. of the chimney. There's holly, the berries, and it's green and it's red and it's. Christmas I mean, it's, thing,
1: it's your classic chocolate box Christmas card kind of vibe, isn't it? And mm. I think we've moved on from the winter beers to the real Christmas beers now.
0: Do you know what you are? And because these are all heavenly right.
1: Christmas themed
0: and heavily booze.
1: Oh yeah baby Um, Yeah so Gordon Xmas is It's a scotch ale um, really. It's a Christmas scotch ale And it comes from Martin's Which is a really big kind of Supplier if you like In in Belgium Um, So founded by a British uh, Master brewer called John Martin Who settled settled in Belgium in 1909 Um, And They're a kind of They're like a sort of belgian beer focused Diageo, if you like other suppliers are available <laughs> um, so they they own lots of different uh lots of different breweries um and uh, one of their breweries is uh, is gordon finest beers so um they take their name from the gordon clan scottish house um and they have that kind of style if you like they they like to pay homage um to clan gordon um founded incidentally by adam de gordon who distinguished himself in the 13th century actually at the side of king louis the Ninth of france um so this is uh um this is sort of back in the days when there were lots of wars between the, the Scottish and the English and uh, a few years law, a few years later um, he received a huge tract of land in Aberdeenshire um, from uh, Robert the Bruce, who was the father of Scottish independence and it was brought, sort of brought back into the fold. Um, anyway, setting that aside, um, their, their kind of imagery proudly sports the thistle and tartan. Um, which are kind of key Scottish emblems, um, and it's a fairly iconic iconic brand in terms of, sort of Scotch ale. Um, and this is they do a well known Scotch ale called Gordon Scotch ale, and this is you know the Christmas version of it. So it's like a um, it's like a Scotch ale crossed with a winter warmer, if you like. It's a sort of lovely um, dark ruby heavy beer. And, uh, it's, 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 it's one of the kind of, it goes back a long way. It's one of the classic Christmas beers. One of the first really. Well, it's funny you say
0: that because I was going to point out two things off the, the, the back label, the rear label Mm. of this. And firstly, you know, in a variety of wonderful languages, strong brown ale, the original Christmas beer. Yeah um but also to the left of that there is a beautiful picture of a gordon's Xmas glass and it's one of the most unique glass shapes i think i have ever
1: seen me too it's wonderful isn't it i want one i know i love the look of this glass it's sort of it's weird it's it's kind of it's got a lovely little foot place and then it's got this bulbous circular bottom and then a, a conical top it looks amazing, and
0: I would looks dare incredible. say, Santa Baby, get me one, please.
1: <laughs> Very well played. Um, I think to, to say this is the original Christmas beer is a big claim, but it, 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 it's it got to be one of the first. They're going to say it about
0: their company, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's got to it. be.
1: But I think it is actually one of the original seasonal Christmas beers. It's one of the first made to accompany Christmas dinners, um, New Year evenings, you know, this this is um, this is an absolute classic in terms of Christmas. Ma- beer, Matthew, no stop.
0: Question. Matthew, stop talking. It's time to open it.
1: Oh, all right, all right. It's just so interesting. Damn it. Yes, but you're not <laughs> harsh, but fair. Well, let's get this poured. Oh no, wait, sorry. This now, is the
0: Christmas episode. I was supposed to be nice to you.
1: Yeah, that that went out the window pretty fast, huh? I was just too easy. <laughs> now there's an interesting reason why my bottle of this and Chris's bottle of this are slightly different, aren't they? Yours is drunk. <laughs> it is. So, well, as you may know, um, I work at uh, Cambridge wine Royston and I'm not going to say the, uh, other, other wine merchants are available because we are the only one that matters. Damn it. Um, Other wine merchants are available (laughs) But anyway um, We got in a consignment Of the Gordon's Christmas uh, For our Christmas beer selection last year 2020 And I was very surprised to find That um, out of the two cases I ordered Almost an entire case of them Arrived um, With Bottles that that were already Drunk Um. So basically, what happened was the bottle labels were upside down on these bottles. Almost half, almost an entire case of them. The labels were on upside down. That's the one I have in front of me now. Chris has a proper one.
0: And I want to I know what
1: optics in what bars are trying to have upside down labels <laughs> I of beer. pick up an upside downy one. And I don't know why this is. My theory basically is that someone at the bottling plant just had one too many of the Gordon's Exmo's Ale. That, that was my theory about it. So I have a, a rather wonderfully unique upside down label on my bottle. And I think that's utterly charming. It's absolutely
0: outstanding. We have managed to orchestrate it so that you will see a picture of both on the Instagram page. Um, you certainly will. And as Matthew has been saying that I have poured it and this is the first of a, of a few of the beers where the head has not just absolutely rocketed all over the damn place. Yes. The bubbles I noticed were a lot tighter in this. And maybe that's because of the strength of the mm. beer, perhaps I'm not too sure, but you've got again, this wonderful, stereotypical dark, darker than the left, the lefter, the left, Definitely a, whatever. Darker. Yeah. a really rich, ruby colour to the mm. ale really. It's and lovely.
1: Real dark brown. Reddy mm. brown.
0: And as I say, sort of tighter bubbles that have dissipated quite quickly. It's an 8.8% beer, so to be expected. Yep. Um, but please, let's just get into this, shall we? Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Mm. Oh, that's a bit of all right. Actually, that is a real bit of all right.
0: Do you know, interestingly,
1: I'm looking at I'm looking at this glass side on. And as I look at the the foam that's developed on the top, it starts with really tiny little tight uniform bubbles next to the the kind of beer line. And then as it gets further towards the top, they kind of open up, they get bigger, they get more regular. Um, Which indicates to me that this is a, a beautiful bottle conditioned beer. And boy, does that have some flavor to it. This is what we're talking about, really, when we talk about a traditional Christmas beer.
0: I mean, this is the definition of winter warmer beer. You open mm. up the Oxford English Dictionary, other dictionaries are oh. available. <laughs> and they are, yes. You look up winter warmer beer, and there is a picture of this right there. It's compared, mm-hmm. you can tell we've cranked it up a notch with eight point something rather than six. It does taste stronger than the ones that we've had so far this episode. It doesn't taste boozy. No. But you can very drinkable. You, it's very drinkable, but you can notice the, the change in gear that we've made.
1: Yeah. You can um, tell it it's taken it, it up a notch.
0: It's rich, it's nutty, it's malty. Mm. It's indulgent. It's mm. tasty. But what I like about this is they say the original Christmas beer, and when I think of a deliberately brewed Christmas beer by a brewery. We do think about those flavors that we've already mentioned that they try and pump into the beer with the, you know, the Christmas puddingy elements of figs and dried fruits and spices yeah. and, and everything else. And maybe I need to take a few more sips and, and attune to this as, as we chat, but I'm not getting anything overtly British Christmas in that mm-hmm. regard with mm-hmm. this Christmas beer, but I am getting something very warming very wintry, yeah. something that I could sit like a beer meditatif as, as, as you go on about all the bloody time, sat in front of an open fire, sipping this, contemplating this and just enjoying mm. it with, without it being... yeah. I would dare say that... Sorry, Gordon. It's a winter beer for me rather than an overtly Christmas beer, but maybe that's because of my British flavour profile of what I think a Christmas beer should be.
1: I mean, yeah, I suppose... I, I, Yeah, I, I can kind of see what you're saying there because it's not, you know, it's not got lots of spicy notes like your mulled wine would have, for example, which has yeah. lots of spices in it. So I do see what you mean. It's definitely one that you could happily sit and sip slowly in front of a fire contemplating life. I like that idea, actually. That sounds rather lovely. It's um, It's got, I think, that Scotch ale thing where it, it almost tastes a little bit barrel aged. You know, it's got that kind of woodiness, that almost whiskey-ish tone to it. Mm. Um, it. It's it's very very pleasant. There's a there there is a bit of um a bit of dry, dried fruit in there. There is a little a bit, but it's a little not bit of overt. A little bit, no, not over. But mostly, it's just really richly malty. It's it's almost it's, there's almost a stickiness about it. It's very very richly malty. There's a bit of little bit of kind of toffee and caramel um, mm, yes. coming through from that malt, um, providing a bit of sweetness to balance it out. But, you know, on the whole, this is actually reasonably dry. There, there's a bitterness there as well that, that balances it out. But it's so kind of... Yeah. I, I want to say thick and heavy, but that's doing it a disservice. It doesn't, you know, that that kind of implies that it tastes really boozy at eight point eight percent, which it doesn't actually. Mm. Um, but there is a kind of heft to it, if you like. It's full bodied, um, and it's it's got a maybe a, a touch of, of vanilla the sweetness in that in that kind of woody oaky character, and um, I I just think that it it's very very kind of pleasantly hmm. i guess like a barley wine actually in many ways
0: Mm. it reminds me yeah you're right it
1: reminds me of a barley wine not as actually
0: overtly sweet as some barley wines can be because of their fermentation process and things this is again very incredibly well-balanced flavor but yeah it's borderline that sort of style isn't it i suppose
1: I, w- I would almost recommend, you know, if you are, for example, looking at a barley wine for your Christmas pudding, I would, always re- I would almost recommend this as an alternative. It's, you know it's quite similar in style. I completely agree with you. And I know we've yeah.
0: chatted a little bit about this off air. Um, I have the absolute joy of my mother being a former pro chef and, and being an amazing person in the kitchen. And she makes her Christmas puddings every year, but not for that year. For a year in advance, she'll let them sit and and of course. do what they do
1: and mature and, um,
0: and mature. But <laughs> this year, so the ones that she's made in 2020 and uh, sorry, in 2021, in preparation for 2022. Of course, I actually gave her a bottle or two of the good old Tint Meadow, the English. Oh, Catholic. very
1: nice, very nice. I'm actually very Great very excited
0: to see how that's going to pan out.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's actually a lovely alternative to a barley wine for a Christmas pudding. Um, and, and I think I think this would be as well. I, I think this is a, this is really interesting. It's it, it's it got some real depth to it, basically. It, it's a yeah. lovely Christmas beer.
0: This would work incredibly well. And mm. this is one that neither of us have untapped before. So what are your thoughts, sir?
1: This is going to get a really good rating from me. I think this has got to be minimum three point seven five. I'm very impressed. You know, for one of the kind of original and classic Christmas beers, you know, it it, it holds up incredibly well. Uh, I I think it's absolutely delicious, well rounded, deep, balanced, all the right good words. Um, yeah, I think this is this is getting a solid three point seven five at, at the at the least from me.
0: I completely agree. I was thinking three point seven five as well. It's an absolute yeah. solid standard.
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's really one good. that I would
0: quite happily go back to and drink more and more and more. And then I would happily have this up.
1: Yeah, I would happily have this every Christmas. You know, this could be a, a Christmas staple for me. I love it. Don't swallow staples; they're bad for you. <laughs> no, no, that probably wouldn't end too well, would it?
0: It probably wouldn't, but a fantastic beer um one really for good. one whether your label is upright or not indeed <laughs> and shall we move on to the from the sublime to the ever
1: yeah we're uh, we're getting towards the end game now other superhero films are available
0: but not as good And from one of the originals, we go to one of the more recent but a limited release, our good friends,
1: Tiny Rebel. Tiny Rebel, yes. And if you are followers of this particular uh, broadcast show, you will be familiar with Tiny Rebel. They're one of our perennial favourites on this channel.
0: Dare I say sick to the back teeth of them from the <laughs> amount that we talk about them. But oh, they are but how could you be? They're so place. lovely.
1: And They're a great brewery. You know, as mentioned... No
0: they have their flagship Stay Puffed, wonderful marshmallow porter, great beer, fantastic. Great beer. But every stuff. so often they decide to just mix it up a wee bit.
1: Oh, they've done some special, special, special editions of this.
0: They really have. And last year, 2019, they released a fantastic Christmassy four pack of Imperial Stay Puffs. This is one that we still have left over the imperial Mm -hmm. eggnog marshmallow white porter and certainly in terms of the eggnog it'd be quite interesting to relate this back to the white hag and see a a different style of beer but with idea of a similar flavor and exactly for those of you that don't know stay puffed yes there are links to the wonderful wonderful film of ghostbusters other remakes are available (laughs) but with the imperials they take it one further and yeah our wonderful Stay Puffed has an Imperial Stormtrooper's helmet on. Other space yeah. are available. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> well, well it is a white character with a blue background. This time, because it is a white porter, it is a blue character with a white background, Dude. with a lovely cityscape with Christmas trees and Christmas lights and snowflakes and a sled. It's so pretty. I, I, I've only noticed this for the first time, and I've had this beer on my shelf for a year. The sled in the background is being dragged by Slimer, not by the. Reindeer. Oh my god! It
1: is. That's brilliant. I haven't. I hadn't noticed that either. That's brilliant.
0: Once That's more, such a nice, an start. amazing attention to detail from the fine people of, of Tiny Rebel and um, Imperial Stay Puffed and all the eggnog. Again, we've got the eye, nose, yeah. taste that we love from Tiny Rebel. Eye cream, Indeed. nose cinnamon slash vanilla taste. Eggnog.
1: Eggnog. We've
0: talked enough about Tiny Rebel before, so I think all we can do is open this and get into it.
1: We know them well. Let's crack on and crack open.
0: Um, You'll also notice, dear listeners, that from the photo that's being put on Instagram, there's a rather different glass. There is. And for those of you... There's a good reason for that. ...that were... I don't want to say sensible, but I do want to say sensible enough to buy (laughs) this year's Tiny Rebel Advent Calendar and follow us and see our daily reviews that we've got to thus far.
1: Indeed, for those who have been following our Instagram page for the last few weeks... A, a gentle reminder, and you uh, you may
0: still be able to get to it and catch up with us. But the Tiny Rebel Advent Calendar, twenty five mm. beers exclusively brewed just for the Advent Calendar, yes. and and an
1: exclusive Teku glass. What more could you have asked for? A big Teku glass. I mean, this is just amazing stuff. This the Tiny Rebel Advent Calendar 2021, as you have hopefully seen so far, is a really special thing. As you mentioned, twenty five brand new calendar exclusive beers there was no way we couldn't do this and this is why we wanted to share this with you in case you haven't been able to get hold of one or you haven't heard of it or whatever you know this is a special advent calendar as beer reviewers we felt it was our duty to make sure that we got an advent we did calendar it each. for you we did it for you no we did not it for, us for ourselves. And you. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely did it for ourselves. We did
0: it for us, with the sideline
1: of doing it for you. We did it for us, and you were also there. We're drinking beer. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So anyway, that's where the glass has come from and, and damn it's is very it pretty. pretty. It's so pretty. And actually, as as is the beer. My glass I'm drinking this from has come from the tiny Rebel 2021 birthday pack. So these are both uh, special edition glasses. They do
0: good beer, they do good glassware. And it is they beautiful. Do. It is a white porter. It has that wonderful It's very pretty. Very short It's very similar in appearance, actually, to the Whitehead mm. Christmas Ale, despite it being a different beer style.
1: Yeah, it's you know, lovely and clear and light.
0: Lovely, clear. Very active in the teku glass as well. Actually, the nucleation point at the bottom is really pushing the bubbles up. That really does.
1: That really does help. Yeah, it it really does. And you know, especially considering this is not a weak beer, this is nine percent. It's an imperial version of Stay Puft, Um, but it's also a white porter, hence the lovely light color.
0: It is. Look, I, I'm beautiful. sick of staring Let's...
1: at it. No, So am I. Let's just go. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get in there. Oh. Oh,
0: what wonderful memories.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. That is just... <sighs> That's not even a beer. That's just eggnog. That's just eggnog in a glass. I would,
0: I would just say, here it is.
1: Busy eggnog. Here it is. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everyone yeah. drinking
0: this is having fun.
1: Absolutely. And it you know, is. you're and not wrong.
0: Again, the flavour profile compared to the White Hag, all the same flavours are there. It's the the, the mouthfeel is nice and creamy from that mm-hmm. egg white emulation it's a little bit nutty a little bit spicy a little bit boozy compared to because it's nine percent rather than six not overtly it's strong rather than boozy but the, the yes. difference is there but it's eggnog through and through and and they yeah with it, it being stronger uh, there is that density to this compared to what we had before but this it's is got ex- that thick yeah
1: it's different it's very different from the white hag one actually that was a lovely aperitif beer this is one that you want to all more towards christmas evening um this is more digestive
0: rather than aperitif digestive
1: rather than aperitif exactly this is it's it's got that thickness that creaminess um you know the, the 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 lovely creamy egg and, and spices coming through that i'm getting lots of nutmeg and cinnamon here you mm. know it, it smells and tastes actually like a proper good portuguese custard tart yes it does a really good one it's, it's very special it's got creamy vanilla it's got that naughty little touch of cinnamon and nutmeg um and and the egg comes through without being sickly honestly all I want for Christmas is this beer.
0: That's fair. You're right. It really does taste like a pasties de nata. Absolutely It does. Phenomenal. Well, well done. Credit there it, to it's... our wonderful friends, Harry and Inej Foxby, because I wouldn't have known <laughs> what they were called without them.
1: Or how to pronounce them.
0: I still don't know how to pronounce them. And they're probably going to tell <laughs> me off for it next time I see them. Probably,
1: yeah.
0: No, it it truly, truly does. I mean, this is actually just screaming to me, Christmas time, don't let the bells end.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, with this beer, Tiny Rebel Baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. You know, it's the most wonderful beer of the year. And dare I say it's the most wonderful beer of the episode so far, because
0: as it was released last year... We have had it before. And, okay, yep. granted, I've been fairly consistent with my ratings, but this one blew blew everything out of the water when we drank it last time. We both rated yeah. it 4.25 on the we Old Untax.
1: I'm not budging from that either. No,
0: nor it's am special. I, nor would I ask you to, because this is a very yeah, special brew.
1: Exactly. It, it is a bit of something really special right here. This is, this is some good, good, good stuff.
0: It is. This is a phenomenal brew. And... I know they've been busy this year.
1: I know they've been
0: busy with Tiny Rebel, with the Advent Calendar, all the numerous releases and stuff, but particularly this time of year with the Advent Calendar and the exclusive releases. I'm saddened, but Mm -hmm. can forgive them for having not done an Imperial Stay Puffed release this year.
1: That's fair. I think given the the Advent Calendar that they've just given us... um... Oh, yeah which had some s- serious, almost mind-boggling work put into it. Um, I-, I think I'm I'm able to forgive them this time as well. And you know what? It's nice to know that they're going to be doing something slightly different every year. Because if they'd just done this same beer again, that would have been wonderful, of course, but it's not new. That is fair. What and I they would... do like to do stuff that's new. What I would say in ever so slight...
0: Minor criticism mm-hmm. is that I love the Imperial releases. They did two Imperial Stave Puff releases recent, yeah. well, relatively recent here, in the last year and a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I granted, as I say, I can forgive them because they've put so much work into the advent calendar, which is gonna be and has been so far so exciting
1: with what they do. Yeah. They've
0: still managed to release two new beers at the start of this month.
1: <laughs> I honestly I don't know how they've managed that. I genuinely don't. With the as someone who, you know, I, I I'm not a brewer. I don't work for a brewery, but I do work in the industry. And knowing how much work goes into that sort of thing, I am astonished that they managed to do the advent calendars, get all of that. 25 brand new exclusive beers brewed up. Get all of the advent calendar sent out. You know, these have been on pre-order since the beginning of October. Get all of that done and still have the capacity to release a couple of other new beers at the beginning of the month. Yeah. it's It beggars belief how they managed to do this. I d- Honestly, I do think that I do wonder if Tiny Rebel have one of those time turners that Hermione had in Prisoner Raskaban of the Other um, magical fantasy books are available.
0: <laughs> other knockoffs of J.R.R. Tolkien are available. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yes. other, other members of the Inklings
1: are available. <laughs>
0: Oh, I got it. Well I got it
1: good. Very well played. Now, very well played, because you know I agree with that. <laughs> but, yeah, I do wonder sometimes, you know. it's it, it, Honestly, I don't know how they do it sometimes, Tiny Rebel. I really don't. No, I know what you mean. Dare I say, they
0: may even have a Bernard's Watch. Other BBC series, children's series of the 80s and Absolutely. 90s are
1: available. <laughs> it's just astonishing, you know, the, the, the work they get through sometimes. Is just amazing. Um, hey, and it's, I, and the Christ- it's, wait, wait. it's a Christmas
0: episode, they must have elves like Santa does. That's they, they must do. It.
1: That's that's the only possible explanation, honestly. The fact that they managed to get through all that work and still maintain that high quality, it's the only way. It's the only it's, way. It's the elves, yeah. And with that in mind, shall we
0: move on to the daddy of the episode? I'm almost sad to be moving on to the last one. I don't want it to end. One has to end, so another must begin, dear boy. Ah, uh-huh, very good. And we move on to the last one, which is a favourite of both of ours that we return to. It is both in terms, it's terms another of classic. brewery beer and in terms of Christmas ale. It's the only time you will ever see an African or Indian animal mm. on the label of a Christmas beer. Yes, we're
1: getting delirious with Delirium Christmas. You know what? It doesn't get any more Christmassy than Delirium Christmas. This, in many ways, is the ultimate Christmas beer. It's uh, it is truly I, up there. I just love it. Every Christmas, this is a go-to. It is.
0: And the fact that on the back of the label, they have to feel that they have to put in capital letters, strong
1: beer. <laughs> just to remind you. Just to remind you that it is ten percent. It's ten percent. I've got a best before date in the latter half of twenty twenty-three here. It's a test. And I've to had this beer do. in I've had this beer for a while already. As as,
0: well, as we both have. And a little shout out to the wonderful, wonderful Hugo Brewery that produced the Delirium Reigns. Mm, this This label is fantastic, and I'll I'll let you talk a a little bit about them in a minute. But Delirium Christmas is puckily Christmassy with their trademark pink elephant with Christmas hats and red Mm -hmm. and white striped scarf. In the background, Santa is riding a hot air balloon, but the balloon is a pink elephant. There's a snowman. It's Christmassy, and it's wonderful. And before Matthew goes into too much detail, I'm just going to give a little bit of a nod back to our christmas of 2019 as a support bubble where we were able to share a wonderful 20 maybe to christmas 2020 where we we're able to share a wonderful bottle look covid has just knocked out the idea of time
1: time has taken on a new meaning
0: it really has but last christmas when we were together i yes. gave you my heart but also i gave mm. you and we shared a wonderful 750 ml bottle of delirium
1: black oh i remember that so very well
0: which was one of their special brews that they do on occasion but we absolutely love but delirium christmas to focus on this one yes what a beer we and what a delirium brewery black and what a on range of beers if we can get hold of it again we definitely will but Delirium, we absolutely love you. And now I will let Matthew go on yeah. some random rant that I'm gonna fall asleep during.
1: <laughs> so uh the range of delirium beers, you may be forgiven for thinking delirium is the name of the brewery. It's actually not. Um the name of the brewery is De Hugge, Brauerei De Hugge from uh Belgium, founded actually way back in 1654. It's a centuries old tradition. Um, at the site of the Apple Hook in Melle. I like the fact
0: that they established it about five to five.
1: Yeah, I know. It's very thoughtful of them. Because um, it's always five o'clock beer. somewhere. Exactly. They were brewing beer just in time for five o'clock. It's, you know, they got it exactly right, really. Um, so brewing beer has been a centuries-old tradition in this part of Belgium, as in just about every other part of Belgium. Um, and in 1902, one Leon Hooker started working at his local brewery. In the years that followed, uh, in their own words, Léon ushered the old mammoth into the modern age. And in 1989, a proud little pink elephant was born and put on parade. Um, So this, the Delirium brand is four generations in the making, from Brauere de Hugues, it's a family brewery, um, that has become one of the biggest in Belgium and you'll recognize them from their, their very distinctive labeling and bottling. Actually, their bottles look mm. like none other. They're not glass. They're well, this they kind are. Of, well, I mean, yeah, they are, but they don't look like it. Okay. No, That's they don't. They, they, they look, look like pottage. a sort of beautiful pottery ceramic thing. Um, and they've got this wonderful pink elephant on the logo. And I quite like that on the Christmas one in particular, they've got um, Santa in the little hot air balloon. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, by, it's so as you mentioned earlier, by the little pink elephant balloon, which for me is actually a reference to Watchmen, which I think is awesome. Um, Other
0: comic book films are available. and graphic not novels, good.
1: But still not as good um no. but uh no, you're absolutely right on, yeah but on this one you've got their classic pink elephant on the label in a little santa hat and he's skating around on ice and it's just gorgeous and delirium is a really well-known uh belgian beer brand and they produce some amazing beers Delirium Tremens, you're probably familiar with. The classic. Um, the classic Delirium Nocturnum, which is their kind of uh flagship dark beer. And yep. every year they bring out Delirium Christmas. It's an absolute staple beer of the season. Hmm. Of course for not. Not forgetting
0: the uh the good old Delirium Red as well, which is a good of course, solid staple available. There's a full
1: range. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all great beers. Really? Phenomenal. Great. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm almost surprised that this is the first time we've had a Delirium beer on the show. In a way, I think They're... it's
0: perhaps we've been too scared to do too many of them in one episode because they they
1: don't come out weak. <laughs> they are strong beers. They don't pull their punches. Yeah. But, you know, there are a phenomenal range of beers and every year they do the Delirium Christmas. And as I say, for for beer lovers like us, it is a staple of the Christmas season is having a Delirium Christmas. You've got to do it every year.
0: You have to. And before we open it, the only other thing, we've described the label quite nicely in the bottle and the characteristic. Of course, you'll see it on our Instagram. Of course. This is the most hallmark Christmas label out of all it the really beers is. that we've seen. It apart really from, is. Apart from the pink elephant, which is so you know iconic with
1: it's so like it's so iconic in the beer world really these days it truly is and with that said
0: we've got let's to dive go. into it
1: we've we've got to let's do it i love this beer and i'm looking forward to having this year's and one
0: while we're pouring this first one there's something that i absolutely love and which has got to be purely coincidental about Hmm. the fact that the family brewery name of Hugger, with the very scandi definition of Hugger, yes if you try and google comes into play you try and google it and and they say it's a quality of coziness and comfortable Hmm. conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being
1: and there is no direct translation is there
0: There isn't, but that's what Google gives me, and that's about as coherent as I feel I can be five beers in. Fair. But, dare I say, with the brewery name of Brary de Hygge, regardless of what beer you have from their brewery, especially if it's a delirium with the pink elephant on it, it will, I guarantee, give you a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality. Absolutely. And I, it must be a must be a coincidence with the family name or anything, but somehow it just works.
1: It just does. It really, really does. Honestly, <sighs> you know it's you know it's December because Delirium Christmas is coming to town. And you is, better not shout, and you better not cry. You better not, frankly. You need to cheer with absolute delight. Yeah, and have yourself a merry little Delirium Christmas. Because this is just a great Christmas beer. It truly Um, is. And whenever I see this on the shelf, it always makes me think, here it is.
0: Merry Christmas. Everybody's having
1: fun. Everybody's having fun, yeah. Honestly, I wish it could be Delirium Christmas every day. But this is how you know that it's Christmas time.
0: All I want for Christmas is is a Delirium Christmas.
1: I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's the same for me. It really is. But I mean, I suppose... At some point, we have to review it. So I'm going to give it a good old whiff and then a good old sip. I'm going to um, give I'm it. Gonna a, no, I'm not going to give great, it a good old I'm gonna sip. I'm, I'm going to give it a
0: bloody good old glug. Bloody good old gulp. Yeah.
1: Cheers, all. Cheers. Ah, mm. mm. oh, I mean, for God's sake, that's there just Christmas in a glass. For goodness' sake,
0: it is. It's, it's all there. And we will quantify what I'm about to say in a second. <laughs> we will. I love this beer. Yeah. This so is I. one that, as a Christmas beer, it does start to, you know, walk the trapeze mm-hmm. of the border of strong versus booziness.
1: It does. It's on. A, it's on that tightrope. It's on that tightrope very time. carefully
0: because it is strong. It's at ten yeah, percent. No denying that. And it does taste overtly strong because of what it is. But it's not an yep. offensive taste.
1: Not at all, no. It's not. It doesn't quite jump over the line
0: into boozy. No, it, it delicately walks that line incredibly. And you look at the colour of it and mm. it doesn't even have... A, it's not even the darkest beer that we've had this episode. No you hold not. it up to light and it's got a very beautiful red haze to it it's mm. it's an amber ale rather than a dark ale I would, I would say even
1: i mean even in the glass it's Christmas colored
0: it truly is and even at 10 percent and I've had a few sips that there is a small residue of head that is just sitting there very proudly and very beautifully mm-hmm. it really and you'll see yeah. this in the photo it looks like an inverted Christmas Father Christmas hat, because you've got the red. It actually totally the does. The yeah. of the foam is the white. It's just upside down. And again, like Matt said earlier, with the eggnog, I'm not holding it up against my head. But <laughs> the colours are just there. It's phenomenal. Oh,
1: yeah, it it really is. And in terms of in terms of the flavour, honestly, I think this is one you have to experience for yourself. Make this your Christmas beer every year if you're going to have one christmas beer that you can have every single year this is what it should be this is absolutely what it should be this is your christmas staple beer and mm. it you'll you'll know why immediately yes okay it's strong at 10% but you yeah, know it's christmas time come on let yourself go it's rich it's multi. it's but also, got but also just to
0: interject and I know you can yeah. say some wonderful things. It is strong. If you're that worried about the strength of it, share it with someone because absolutely, you can what do that. what is the defini- definition of Christmas? Rather than it's better to give than to receive.
1: Absolutely, share the beauty of delirium. Share Christmas the with everyone you can. Absolutely, hallelujah! This is you know it's gorgeous. It's it's rich and malty. It's got hints of dried fruit and molasses and toffee you know despite the strength is not overtly boozy it's, it's not a, it is strong but
0: it's, it's strong not overtly boozy. but it's
1: not boozy it's got a note of allspice you know it's warming it's soothing it's christmassy and ultimately it is tasty as hell oh my god this is a good beer are we allowed to
0: talk about hell on a christmas episode it's tasty as
1: heaven there we go this is christmas time yeah, exactly. But no, it is seriously good. And, <laughs> and this and beer makes it feel like Christmas, really. It truly does. And yeah.
0: from what we've said, you can predict we've we've had this more than once. We have. This is we not like a beer that's beer. new to us.
1: We have this every year. I mean, we do. Together. It is. It's not
0: Christmas without <laughs> delirium. Christmas. It's not. It's just not. And you know, the first time I drank it, I rated it a four, and uh, and Matthew has rated it a three point seven five, yeah. which I. Th- Dare I say, after a few beers, I think it's perhaps a little harsh.
1: Borderline a little harsh. This I I could get I could easily edit this to a four, yeah. But this, this is beautiful.
0: Rest assured, even at three point seven five from the brain, so that good. is a seriously good brew. Yeah. And it, it is it a is seriously special. good brew. And As I've said, you know, it it, it is not Christmas without delirium. It is absolutely
1: wonderful. It's just not.
0: Even if you do it as a little bit of a taster, even share it between two or three of you just so you have a sip of it. Yeah. It's one of those beers that I would gladly have at the end of Christmas dinner Mm -hmm. as you get towards the Christmas pudding phase slash even the cheese phase. This would go well with the cheese without port. You know. You know, it really would. It would Actually, sit there very, very proudly.
1: It would work quite happily for that,
0: regardless of the stage of the day. Christmas is not complete without delirium. Christmas,
1: absolutely. Do you know what? Honestly, you know how it, it's not uncommon for people to feel as though it's not it's not December, it's not the Christmas season until you've had your first mince pie. Or until you've all... seen the uh, Coca-Cola advert, other exactly. colas are available. I would say it's not, It if for us, certainly, it's not truly the Christmas season until you've had your first delirium Christmas of the season, actually.
0: Do you know what? I completely agree. And I think that is a yeah. really good moment to say a huge thank you to everyone that has contributed to this episode. To, to oh. all to White Hag, to Lef, to yeah. Gordon's, to Tiny Rebel, to Hugo Delirium, to Cambridge wine Royston, to our good friend Cam at KGs, to Tiny Rebel, again, because we got it straight from them rather than anywhere else. You are making Christmas for us.
1: It's been magnificent. Thank you, all of you.
0: It's been wonderful. And as we reach the end of the year, I, without wishing to sound too mushy about it, a <laughs> yeah, huge... maybe a little bit. A little bit, but I think it's the right time for it. It's This is a project that the two of us undertook mainly because we wanted to indulge ourselves in what we did.
1: Yeah,
0: But we've gained a few good listeners and a bit of following from that. So a huge thank you to everyone that has listened in once, twice, 30 times, 34 <laughs> times, whatever it is. Thank once, you twice, for... three
1: times a listener. <laughs> and we love you we do no I genuinely we do we really love you and we really appreciate you um you know please if you feel like it keep on listening tell your friends about us um at the end of the day this is a fun thing we we do and we do it for ourselves but we also do it for you and we really appreciate you listening um so you know don't think that we that we don't appreciate you and no, every absolutely. time you give us a listen we absolutely do. This is why we do it, and we really, genuinely hope that you have a very, very merry, merry Christmas.
0: We truly do, and I think at that point there's nothing more for me to say to close both this episode and the first and series, series one.
1: But say from well, me, Boozer, big moment, and from me, the brain on our season finale. Our season finale it feels like it we, should be more dramatic.
0: We wish you a, a huge, huge Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, yep. a restless Ramadan, a kicking Quaza, a delightful Diwali, a delightful Diwali, a welcome Wicker. any that we may have missed. And a general happily happy holidays a happy holidays although that sounds far too american
1: it does but what but i would also is. say
0: because i looked this up when we were looking this up and this this screams us more than anything else <laughs> a very festive festival of the ass
1: yes that seems very fitting doesn't it just happy saturnalia and Beersmus. And to end the final episode of 2021,
0: we love you all, and we hope that you will join us on our
1: adventure into Series 2. And a very happy new year, and we'll see you in it. We certainly will. Bye-bye, everyone.
0: Bye-bye.